Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Uh, fuck, there's more to say. No, that. that's something that you did. Well done. Sorry, I didn't mean to preempt you. I just want to see if he was paying attention. But no, he's go paying ahead. attention. Oh, good Lord, do we have a show for you tonight. This is the show of shows. And uh, we're kind of crowded in here tonight. So uh, I'm looking at my list and checking it kitchen. twice and seeing who's naughty and nice. Everyone's favourite exotic number two. Henri, you've already heard him. Oh, I've definitely been naughty. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. I'm very pleased to hear that, Henry. Michael. What's going on, y'all? Hello, Mikey. <laughs> Knock. Exotic uh, number one. Alexa, play Despacito for 10 hours straight. I want everybody. Yeah, I want a Despacito played in people's houses for 10 hours straight. He's handsome. He's a ginger. He's running the board. It's the bagler. I'm also sick as a dog. Yeah, you are, actually. You look a little yeah, under the weather, soft. bagel. Yeah. You know, you don't have your usual charisma about you, darling. Yeah. You sue know. everybody. Yeah. You got sick to sue them. Yeah, so, um, yeah, please distribute <laughs> I, the sickness I, I around the room. Guess. He's moved from generally orange to a lovely shade of pink. Okay. <laughs> and on the classy girl couch... We have Sandy. Hello. Hello, Sandy. And uh, I'm guessing Sandy and Tony, you are a couple? Tony. Uh, yes. Okay, Tony, say hi. The future is here. Wow, it is here. <laughs> it's here and now. And uh, we have a little bit of Hawaii in the house. Fran? That would be me. Aloha. Aloha, Fran. Thank you for having me. That's a great intro. It is a great yes, intro. <laughs> uh, sitting next to Fran. It's Misa. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. How's your grom, Misa? Oh, it's great. Just fabulous. <laughs> um, sitting next to Misa, also one of the electric motorbike people, it's Dennis. Straight from San Diego. Whoa. Wow, <laughs> and that is like a lot of charging en route, I should imagine. Yeah. Um, sitting next to Dennis... We know him. We love him. It's Morgan Vetter. Hello, friends. We can't oh, get God. rid of it. <laughs> it's the sex guy. Back. In a world, in a world where cats love dogs, Is one this? man stands against the odds. Oh, good lord! <laughs> what's, what's that guy's name? Rod Steele. Rod Steele. <laughs> oh God! Oh, Z. Is he friends with Max Power? They're uh, cousins, actually. <laughs> and uh, we have a boffin in the On house. The side. Brandon. Brandon. Yes, what? What's that? What's that all about? <laughs> he's, he's, he's from Jersey. We don't know. Yeah, I was going to say. He's from Jersey. Hey, north or south. I've, is that a New York out there. Jersey accent? Hey, what exit? What exit? Bringing up the rear and by no means least, California motorcyclist safety program in the house. It's Isaac. Oh, now I have to be good. <laughs> but I don't. Name black. You, you were named and shamed. It's Isaac. It is so good to have you back, darling. I miss no, you. You could say the f word a whole bunch. Yeah, <laughs> friendship. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just can't like talk about anal. You know. It's <laughs> well, only if you're referring to your bikes. Everybody knows what you do to bikes, young man. <laughs> Pure he, he rides them. Yes, it's completely natural. Mm. 
Well then. So, uh, Not completely. All right, that's the show. Yeah, okay, and, guys. Uh, good night. Thank you for listening. So, it sounds like we've... Is that 13? Knock, is that 13 people we've got in Knock here? can't count so. that high. Give him help. <laughs> I see, yeah, I, I know after, so. ten, after 10, the shoes and socks come off. <laughs> <laughs> but then the room clears. No, I think we've got... I have what you call a fear erection. Oh my god. I'm very unhappy sitting next to Nock when the word erection that is in erection was good. I think Jim was by originals, you know. Henry, you want to trade me seats? But now nah, you good. Um Oh, and of course, I miss Emma. And I'm a host tonight. I forgot to introduce myself. And do you know why? Hello, darling. And do you know why? Because Liza is in England. She's across yes. the pond. No, what? What is it? with the English beds. Oh, thank you. No. She's <laughs> having a spot of tea, eh? Oh, God. I forgot how so good bad. your English accent was. It is so, so authentic. He's from Birmingham. <laughs> it's like you're there. Yeah. It's like, you know. Your English accent comes from the Dick Van Dyke school. It's, I feel. <laughs> it's Dick from Van Dyke's uh, accent coach was Irish. Oh God! Oh, no. True story. Well, that, also, accent. he was like blackout drunk for the whole movie. Yeah, I was going to say that explains a great deal. Um, what was the Robin Hood movie with Kevin? Hold on. The 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 the, the Robin Hood, the Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. Yeah, where he had the real great. Yeah, Robin Hood actually was like straight out of Georgia or something. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think Keanu Reeves has wrestled with an English accent in the past as well and failed. Um, but Liza is in England with the Women Rider World Relay crew. Yeah. It's over. It's done. I mean, yeah. the only thing to do right now is party. After party. Um, oh, yeah. And um, Fran, you you were actually involved in Women Rider World Relay, weren't you? Yes, actually, I was. Our ambassador, Nancy Monroe, lived on the Big Island, and being on the Big Island, she just didn't have a lot of access to uh, the crowds of, of Oahu, which is where I'm from. So right. she reached out to me. I reached out to a gal who is very active over there, Christina Burton, and together we kind of made it happen because you can't claim the WRWR USA conclusion if you don't have... The Hawaii. final state of Hawaii, right. can you? Absolutely. And you know, have so, you noticed these WRWR girls that are also enthusiastic? Oh, it's such a fabulous opportunity. And can't thank and Haley Bell enough and everyone who made it happen there. It's great. I got so close to being there this weekend across well, the pond too. Right oh. now in England, it is um, 2.30 in the morning and I have a suspicion that Haley and Liza are probably still awake right. and I'm, still partying. I'm still hearing from the gals on Facebook. Aww. They're giving me the play-by-play. -play so um, that explains why Fearless Leader is not with us. So we... Um, <laughs> What we are because she's drunk. Exactly. So <laughs> she's drunk off her gourd. Um, so I think what we're going to do this week, we've got a lot of reports coming in. We've got a very, very big report about the one show, which I think we're going to save for a later date. And we'll briefly touch on it this week. Um, but and of course, Liza will have a report about the WR party. But for if this she remembers week, it. She, it she, mm. Yeah, I think she'll remember. She'll remember some. She will remember some. Um, so what we'll do this week? It's going to be a little shorter show. Um, no less high contribution though. Um, what we did today. It was a great day today. We had a couple nice of guys. Day. Yeah, it was a very very nice day, and we actually saw a couple of people who were first timers down at Misfits. 
Mm-hmm. And um, oh, uh, thanks for opening up the garage at eleven. By the way, I wasn't SF dog sitting. So yes, you were. Appreciate it. That is a euphemism. Yeah. No. <laughs> whatever. I, no, I think it, no, because I, I I legitimately asked him, and he said no, I'm dog sitting. So I think he was actually dog sitting. <laughs> were you? I was. Emma, can you confirm something for me? Yeah, of course. In UK slang, does dogging just mean fucking in public? <laughs> yes. Thank you. So, like you said, not not was dog sitting. <laughs> dogging. I've been watching a lot of British panel shows, and I couldn't figure out what. They oh meant. God! Was, we'll was, talk. There, was there an alley involved? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's- so that basically means he was the lookout, right? It is no longer a fear erection. <laughs> We're on phase two. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Hey, George Michael. So, um, no, me and Michael came down, opened up pretty early, and one of the uh, earliest arrivals was this gentleman called Ross. And um, Ross came down from Santa Clara. Nice. And on a Magna. And nice. just visiting for, yes, a pretty blue Magna. What year? Later than yours, because I know you're a Magna fiend. I actually think it was, to the it was an 03. An 03 yeah. yeah, it was an 03. It was a very, very late Magna. Oh. Um, and it, just checking out and what we did, and very clean bike. Um, I spent most of the morning working on the exhaust system for my turbo bike, and Ross had enough knowledge not to fuck people's shit up. So I just said, <laughs> well, look, help him with this, help him with this, help him with this. And he did a great job. Yeah. Um, shout out to Ross. Yeah, absolute shout out to Ross. Um, we did um, spark plug change on a Ninja 300, which is actually not that straightforward. The thing is with these little bikes, they're so small. It's like an onion. Exactly. You got, you got, to, you got to. Wait, wait, that's that's, wait, 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 wait. Out of all the analogies, you got an onion. Yes, Did you have to drop the man. <laughs> If this was a French podcast, it'd be l'oignon. <laughs> Did you have to bagel? Is that right? Is that how it works? So, what did it involve? Um, so, the, um, luckily, he had the fairing sides off, which is you know, okay, it was a fairly typical misfit bike out the box, but um, they pulled the tank. I think yeah, you could have probably squeezed in without lifting the tank, but it just made life so much easier for the sake of a couple of bolts. And you didn't even need to disconnect it. They just kind of lifted it and kind kind of moved it, hinged it back. Like an onion. Yeah, Yeah, like an (laughs) onion. (laughs) Yes, yeah. It's layered. I found out today that you can straight swap a CBR 250 motor bolt on to a Grom. Same mount bolts. Are you listening? Are you listening to this, Mister? <laughs> you could have I'm a there. freeway legal Grom. Ooh, but they are freeway <laughs> legal. You could have a bike that wheelies if you look at it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> they are not freeway legal. Tell me more. They're one twenty five. Yeah, the one twenty five. Really? Yeah. In Hawaii, oh, they shit. are. Oh, right. That's because you don't have freeways. We'll call this the interstate so we get interstate funding. <laughs> Amazing. To be fair, oh there is there is one big loop. Oh it's like a racetrack that goes around Oahu. Also, each state determines their own motor vehicle laws, so there's that too. <laughs> but but the cops, the Hawaiian cops yeah. that are on the highway interstate loop, yeah. uh they get to pick whatever car they want and then just put the siren on the top. Is it's so true? cool. Is like I've seen, yeah. I don't know about Dude, that. I would, I would yeah. pick I've a seen tricked mobile. out Mustangs and 
I take the Oscar. The motorcycle car. cops, they like to ride beamers, though. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You know, my entire experience with Hawaii has been watching old Hawaii Five-0 with Jack Lord. <laughs> I, I love that show. I wish it was still like that. Yeah, his mm. hair was epic. <laughs> you know, exactly. Jack Lord had that. Do you think so, so your takeaway of Hawaii is that the people's hair is epic. Well, yeah. and the other thing yes. to remember is Excellent. that Maui is associated with onion potato chips. Onion? Maui, <laughs> Sweet onion. All right, let's get back on track. I've had chocolate covered Maui onion. Okay, very and very nice it was too. I'm sure. No. So, um, what do we do today? We did plugs on a CBR 300. Um, the re the top end rebuild on the KLR 650 is oh, continuing. How's yeah? What's, what's cams the... are in and timed right? I might add. Okay. Um, Good. The carburetor it was assembled wrong. What a surprise there. Mm. So what parts um, were in? Yeah, the parts what were parts in. What parts were inserted where? Yeah, well, that's a damn good question. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, yes, it was assembled. You know, carburation is a mystery to a lot of people. And I think if people are scared about carburetors, they tend to gather up all the components that come in a carburetor kit and just jumble them up and kind of stick them in, <laughs> bolt the carburetor together and say, oh, it's good. And the same thing happened to Mike, uh, Misfit Mike on his Harley carb. You know, he had a running bike and he rebuilt the carburetor and that doesn't start. Mm-hmm. So um, we went through it and made a few adjustments and did a few and we got it running. But um, so we got an air leak too. And Andy with his chopper. Boot. Yes. But that was weird because the jets looked the same. Right. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah, one uh, one had a large jet and a small jet, but they were the same size jets, just with different holes, the idle and mm. the main. So, you know, there's a lot of things that can trip you out with carburetors. But, you know, we got there in the end. I think the KLR will probably be finished next week, I would have thought. And he's okay. going to be riding it out. Cool. Um, anything else of note come in this week, Mike, that we noticed? It's a pretty much a steady stream of bikes coming in and out. Yeah. The silence is deafening. It is <laughs> deafening. Well, I also finished uh, putting together the seat for my 65 Heinkel today. That's what. That's right. You were working on that pretty much all day, Bagel. Yeah, it happened. looks brilliant. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, the little swing arm in the back of your, your Fiat is pretty oh, sick looking, too. too. Yeah, I brought down the, uh, the, the drivetrain so far for my electric uh, Heinkel conversion project. Right. Um, basically, the part of the frame that I cut out for the subframe and just threw the swing arm on there and the wheel, <clears throat> the wheel that I just had built um, just to kind of mock it up and see what it looked well, like. Well, to be fair, before we go any further, I mean, yep. we always knew you were a masochist because you like scooters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> And you, you've accelerated that to more than epic proportions because you're actually rebuilding not one but two Heinkels yes. in very different ways, aren't yes. you? So you've got the white one, which is 65? Yep, and that's staying gas uh, as Right, stock. so you're yep. just doing that as a stock bike. Yeah, f- that was my first bike, by the way. Right. Yep. I've seen pictures of you with that bike, and you look substantially younger. I was substantially younger. Well, funny how that happens, really. <laughs> that, was, that was almost 30 years ago. <laughs> You've had it for that long? Yeah, I've had it for longer than that. That was 30 years ago is when I got it running. Good Lord. Yeah. And then you've got a 58. I do. And that's going to be the electric conversion project. And you are using the motor from a? It's from a Zero FX. And uh, I cut out the, the section of the frame that houses the motor and swing arm. And that's going to become the subframe in the Heinkel. Picked it up from our dear friend, Phil, yes. at Cleveland Moto. Absolutely. That's right. You drove out to get it and kind of 
drove back. Yeah. yeah, this was a total bike where the frame was actually broken. Yeah, yeah. but loop for the engine is fine. Swing arms fine. All yep. the parts that you can actually use. Everything else I needed was fine. So. Except for the Speedo, which, which Brandon helped me out with. So <laughs> That bike was seriously messed up. Yeah, like, just, The it, welds just gave out a little bit. Yeah. Just a little it bit. It was in, like I think, a front-end collision with a semi or a dump right. truck or something. Pick, I think a pickup truck. But pickup yeah, truck. But it, it, it hit, breeze. It hit yeah. right at the headstock and completely smashed the frame so that the whole headstock just ripped off of the rest of the frame. It was an amazing, interesting, amazing thing to see. Interestingly enough, at home, I just finished the rebuild on a, a vintage Suzuki that was also involved in a head-on collision. Mm. But it was obviously because it's a forty-one-year-old bike. It had a tubular steel frame, which just turned into a pretzel. Yeah, um, and it's interesting to see how the aluminum frames, or as I say, aluminium frames, mm-hmm. um, you can use those to make helicopters. Yes, I can. <laughs> Yes, I can. And my color palette, spelt with a U in there as well. Um, Entire so, with a Y. But seeing how these very rigid um, aluminum frames behave when you hit them hard, and it almost always seems the welds that go out. Yeah. It's the weakest point. Well, you know, it's 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 where you know the, the metals are, are 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 being joined, so you know, that's where it's going to fail, most likely. Right? Very good. Um, what else have we got to report? Oh, yeah, the 71CB500 um, with the seat front brake. That is pretty much complete, and I think it's going home today. Nice. Um, and we He took it home today, didn't he? He's taking it home today at 8 o'clock. Oh, nice. So yeah. probably we, we might be finished with this by then because it is a slightly shorter podcast. Okay. This week. Does he have gear? I mean, because no, he's have... got all the gear. He, he does. Rummage okay, around for some gloves, and we were getting him hooked up with other stuff too. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Yeah, and it it you know he's he's just a guy who's returning to motorcycling and um, <clears throat> has chosen to do it on a vintage motorbike, which is either good or bad depending on your point of view. Mm. Um, but it's certainly been a journey. We've been through the carburetors. Um, Top end of the engine, um, to a certain extent, the exhaust system and the front the, brake. It's got the original pipes, man. Yeah, those things are rare as hen's teeth because they just rot. Don't they want like huge money for them online? Like, well, I mean, if they're decent, like, yeah. Okay. Um, Honda four pipes. If you've got original Honda four pipes, you can probably ask a thousand bucks for a set of pipes. Really? Wow. Are, they, are they double wall or something? Or the no. Front? no they're just straight. Okay. No, the the downpipes are double walled, right. and the only reason that Honda double walled them was so they didn't go blue. Right. Because somebody decided that blue exhaust pipes, long well, you know, they kind of look funky, so let's double wall them so they don't turn blue. Um, they're still hot if you touch them. Yep. Um, but the actual mufflers themselves, they they were qu- a lot of the older bikes had quite an intricate shape for the muffler, and they were they were made like clamshells. They did left and right half, and then they welded them together they're not spun or anything so they're quite goofy looking you know they're like little trumpets now how long has that guy been working on that bike probably a month okay because i remember him being here for a long time well he's been doing real work on that thing no he has um he has really gone through it and gone through it front to back i mean it's it's dedication and a lot of times that's what you need if you want to get an older bike. I mean, this is my living, so I've gotten gotten used what to it. What would this bike have like if it had a sales pitch on Craigslist? Would it have? What would it have read uh, if it was sold in the condition that you saw it when he first Car- bought it? Carb needs rebuilding. Good yeah. to go. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's, that's what's. Well, I mean, you know, if if 
when you see an ad for an older bike <laughs> you always have to take into account that the ad itself is a product of the person who's ridden it and before we get involved in thinking that people are fundamentally dishonest to them it might just be a good bike that needs carb work because that's what it was pitched to them as and they never got around to doing it or you know dad or grandpa that they inherited the bike from oh clean the car actually lad. i can see that so a bike if it if somebody got a bike that had that much work and they weren't willing to dedicate as much time as he has to rebuilding this bike here yes they could easily just turn around and sell it to someone else with the same thing. Yeah, there's always going to be a market yeah. for old okay. Honda Secret. It's really cool that you, he's putting in this much yeah. work. Used to run fine, then I pressure washed it, water got in the carbs, and then you know it sat for 20 years. Right. And then you pull it apart and the whole thing is seized. But, you know, that's all they knew is that someone pressure washed it. But generally, you know, when you're resurrecting older bikes, as long as the engines actually turn over, and two strokes are notorious for this, because at any stage in a two-stroke where the engine stops, say, 30 or 40 years ago, mm -hmm. the port will be open to the air. Mm -hmm. So they tend to massively corrode in the barrels yeah. um, and the pistons themselves. So generally you'll see, oh, yeah, two-stroke been sitting 20 years, engine seized. Four strokes, if they actually turn over, you've got you've actually got a good prospect. You'll probably have to go through the electric somewhat because they'll be corroded. Certainly go through the carburetors and the gas tank. Mm -hmm. um, the big thing that kills these bikes is the fuel tanks themselves. Because once a gas tank gets to a certain stage where it's just so rusty that it can't be brought back, what do you do? You uh, sandblast it. <laughs> and then fill up your carburetors with sand. <laughs> so the, the, uh, you're not aware of filters? God, I've explained yeah, everything to you. There's, um, you know, there's very, very few <clears throat> options, um, and that's what kills a lot of these bikes. You get a big ticket item like a gas tank. So you can't just put a new gas tank on them. Some, if you can find one. Oh, I see. You know, ironically, the British bike market is a lot more healthy than the Japanese one because a lot of people are doing repop fuel tanks for British bikes. You know, um, Norton Commandos were a great example. They came from the factory with a with a glass fibre fuel tank. Well, and they, they, they standard integrate with uh, every teapot in the nation, right? It fits in, it mounts in. Right. Yeah, right, because they... But yeah, tea joke. so the British it, drink a lot of tea. Yes, exactly. We did not get it, Emma. <laughs> yes, we we drink a lot of tea. That was the three out of five was, star joke. It was, it was, it was a tea yes. joke. Exactly. I know it was. <laughs> I know it was. I'm enjoying we, watching we, the shame on his face for this. We and he should guys, be ashamed. Guys, nobody laughed. Do you get it? We are trying to maintain a motorbike <laughs> podcast here. <laughs> oh my. So, um, old bikes. So that's that. <laughs> Yep. Which we are going to dovetail into. We're actually going to change gears and we're going to talk about... You actually new... killed the whole conversation. That's impressive. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Moving back to motorbikes. It's a bit yes. like herding kittens in the room. A little bit. Um, Tell me about it. We're going to move forward and we're actually going to talk about newer bikes. And we've got a little bit of an exclusive today. Mm. Um, you heard it here first. You did indeed hear it first. So it is a Motorcycles and Misfits top tip about electric bikes. 
Dun, dun, what do we, what do we so call this? Uh, top review. I will, uh, I'll set the stage if we if we want. Um, yeah, sure. There's a, a bike in a development for uh, a while, and um, it's the Lightning Strike, and that is the uh, kind of economy version from the the offering from uh, Lightning had their their LS218, and then they wanted to offer a uh, more uh, upright position that had you know it was a little more value, uh, and they're going to offer three models. They introduced it last year. And uh, there's, it, they've been very quiet then. It's been very hard to find information from them. And uh, a couple owners have surfaced in the last uh, month or two. Mm-hmm. One of them was in our backyard, and I, I reached out to him. Actually, uh, I, how you found the guy, I think, was pretty cool because he was charging at a station that well, Morgan <laughs> used to charge at well, every night before he went home, it, and guy, he recognized the parking spaces. The guy posted a picture of his bike you know, charging, and I said, is that, is that the Lowe's in Salinas? <laughs> And he's like, yeah. I'm like, we should go for a ride, buddy. And he's like, all right, cool. <laughs> so nice. uh, yesterday, I, I met the guy, and uh, he is. It was. His, it's his first motorcycle. Oh wow! He's literally. Is his, and he was mm. quite new to riding, and um, he it didn't. He, he's got a lot to learn. He's very enthusiastic. He's he's a very nice guy. Yep. But um, he, uh, we took him for a ride and almost killed him three times. Yeah. Oh, that and the cool thing is he has no fear. We, He's uh, military no, retired no, military no, no, infantry. No, 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 no. So, no. so we, we, with we, proper training, he could be a great rider. Yes, right. but or he, he, yeah. So he um, was very gracious, and he wants to, to to go riding again. But it gave us an opportunity to get an up close look at this bike that is that is hard to find um, any any other owners on. There was a video where uh, a YouTuber, Sam Baker, who uh, got to go on a test ride and make a video about it and give his thoughts. We have also, since yesterday, been able to um, take one of these bikes out, and, and Brandon was able to ride it for, for 20 minutes. And given his extensive experience on electric bikes and racing, uh, I can't think of anyone else who has probably more breadth of experience on different electric motorcycles um, to be able to talk about them in a way that that uh, has he has credibility on it is the point. We've got a lot of lot of miles in electric and a lot mm-hmm. of different brands, and so and and racing too. And so there's there's um, yeah. So we can talk about it intelligently. So, yeah. So uh, real quick, uh, Isaac just gave me his card. I am. We definitely need to hook oh, Jeff needs, and yeah. Isaac up oh, yeah, because safety course. You you could make him so much safer than I. Yeah. Could. We we actually have a range in Salinas now. At the okay. North Ridge Mall. All right, oh, sweet. Yeah. We, give me that. And <laughs> the, um, the so the military runs for, like if you want to ride when you're in the military, they have to take the course. He's yeah, he's I'm, he's a uh, he's retired, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, they did that because the military used to lose more guys to motorcycle accidents oh, no. than combat. Uh, yeah, that, I can the, understand that. The basic course, unfortunately, actually doesn't change the fatality rate, but the intermediate course drops it by like thirty percent. He needs the basic, and then he needs the intermediate, then he needs yeah. the intermediate again, probably. But <laughs> and then the advanced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, so uh, we were excited to get this up close. Uh, the, the way um, that it the the that it's been reported in all the articles that have been able to get interviews about this bike because there's three ranges of, of bikes with different specs. Yeah, I'm looking at this now, and if if I could interject, I'm I'm going to read off the ranges. Perfect. And we'll start from um, the top one, going down to the bottom. So we have the Strike Carbon Edition, mm-hmm. which is 20 kilowatt hours. Which is equivalent to 120 horsepower, 180 foot-pounds of torque. What? And then we have the Strike <laughs> Mid-Range, the Mid-Range, which is 15 kilowatt-hours, 
which is equivalent to 90 horsepower. And again, we've got this very high torque figure of 180 yeah. foot-pounds. And then we've got the strike standard, which is 10 kilowatt hours, also equivalent to 90 horsepower, um, 180 foot-pounds. So I'm not sure what the difference, 3.3... I think most of it is the charging in the battery. Yeah. Right. I was going to say the difference between the strike mid-range and the strike standard, I'm guessing the performance is going to be exactly the same, but it's just charging rate and charging time because mm. it's got a slightly bigger battery. Uh, well, double size battery. And also there's the option of DC fast charging on the, uh, uh, it comes standard on the, on carbon, the carbon edition, edition, but the entry level has it listed as an upgrade uh, that mm. does not come right. with it. According yes. to the charging, yep, the Strike Carbon Edition that has the CCAD inlet at level 1, 2, and 3, the Strike Midrange is CCAD inlet at 1 and 2, as does the Strike Standard. So we have three models, which I think probably look exactly the same but a very different it, spec it says the option to upgrade to level three is 1500 bucks right yeah mm. so um what the articles that have been able to get interviews uh with lightning uh lightning has stated that they have been um delivering the carbon editions first and localizing california uh it and it uh, appears um there, there's there's definitely some bikes out there because I've seen it so it exists. Yeah, they're actually so, delivering them now. Yeah. We've we've yeah. seen uh, we know firsthand of four people that have these bikes At in least, their garage yeah. now. That's that's very exciting. Wow. Anytime a new electric bike manufacturer actually starts putting machines out, because mm -hmm. I know the the 218's been out for a while now. Yep. Um, and I know the strike was very eagerly anticipated. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it sounds like they're actually being. There are, there are bikes being delivered. How um, Now, here's where it gets interesting is what we were able to get a, a look at it firsthand. Um, this is a... This was purchased as a carbon edition. Right. Full mm -hmm. carbon body work, and it has yep. the... the they, all cut, they all come in white, I guess. Mm. Um, it's... Yeah, carbon edition is the only one that allows pearl white to happen. Okay. Um, so and what's, what's really interesting about the, uh, the bikes that are being delivered now is that, um, you know, they're... When you're developing a new motorcycle, things are really complicated. They're really hard. Uh, Morgan and I were developing a motorcycle, and we decided to get out of the motorcycle industry trying to release well, a bike. Yeah. Um, like, homologate a real production bike because it's really hard. Um, it's hard to source materials and stuff, yeah. too, for the for the, for, for prices and just get inventory and things like that. But mm -hmm. um, it it's appears there have been, there've been challenges along the way because of delays. Right. So the bike that we saw yesterday had um you know uh, a, a 10 kilowatt hour battery pack okay and it had uh 3.3 uh kilowatts onboard ac charging no ccs mm -hmm. um so but it, it did have all the carbon fiber bits and things right. like that on and it did have brembo brakes it did have olin suspension yep. yep and the customer uh was told that they will be upgraded to the other features as they become available now mm. Do you think that that might be a development issue that with a bigger pack that it wasn't supplied with that perhaps? Well, so I know homologation is really difficult. Yes. Perhaps they're having some trouble getting the, the final design done or the homologation done. I'm not really sure. Right. Um, it's all speculation uh, because we don't know. However, um, upgrading a battery is, is a really tricky 
difficult thing to do. So the fact that they're putting the smaller batteries into the bikes to get them out there for or people. At least at least this bike. We don't know about the other bikes. Right. All we can say is we, yeah. the bike we saw yesterday mm-hmm. had uh, a, a 10 kilowatt hour battery pack that operated at 150 volts. But I yep. think mm-hmm. the telling thing here is these bikes are being dropped in California, aren't they? Yeah, I, California so, first. Right, and I think what what's pertinent here is Lightning's actually based in San Jose. Yep. Yeah. So I suspect... And, you know, we're, we're speculating a lot on this, and mm-hmm. I, I really want to talk about your actual real experiences on the bike, but everything else about the way the bike's being built is really speculation at this stage. But I think even if it is an incredibly difficult thing, the bike ultimately will go back to the factory when it's time for an upgrade. Again, yeah, so that, it's that not going to be something a dealer's necessarily want to going to want to do. No, no, no. This is something that has to go back to a manufacturer. I don't think there are any dealers at this moment. Right. I could be wrong, but I don't believe there are any dealers at this moment. So. Yeah, but even if you took someone like Hollywood Electrics, they have the skills to do it. Yeah. But I know it's something they would not really look forward Relish, to doing. Yeah. So I'm sure it's definitely going to go back to the factory for a rebuild when they do get the upgrades. Right. Um, and the owner has open communications with uh, the factory, and he's able to say when he has a question about something to call them up and get an answer for it. Um, so he's 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 in a pretty good spot. Plus, I think that this bike is the right bike for him being a new rider. Right. And I was going to say, as a new rider. He's so, he's so new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know with the specs that you, uh, you guys were reading off, uh, it sounds like the wrong bike for a new rider. Right. Like a... I wouldn't give a new rider something with 180 foot-pounds. Well, of and I was going to say, the elephant in the room for me is that massive torque figure. Mm-hmm. I mean, 180 yeah. foot-pounds of torque is more than a BSA Rocket 3. Okay. How many yeah. horsepower does it have? It's um, 120. Oof, that's a um, lot, dude. And for the, for the high-spec one, and then 90 and 90. Okay, and uh, how much does it weigh? 405? Yeah, it's, it's under 500 pounds, which Oof. is actually... Yeah, th- hang that's on. Let's see if they give the weight. Um, uh, it is... Definitely with, not with that, with that much torque or though that thing curb, will loop if you look at it wrong or like it's just yeah, gonna flip over curb a, weight for the carbon edition with a full-size battery pack is 485 pounds okay. and for the standard which has got the 10 kilowatt hour um obviously the battery weighs considerably less it's 30 pounds heavier at 455 so like I've we're, had a, we're not going to get into that too much we say, actually did not weigh the bike so sure. i don't i can't say what it actually weighed yet i would like right. to. yeah i was just trying to convey the context of yeah. like all yeah. that is to a new yeah. rider so, so he, does it have a dumb mode like before we go any further, because this is this is getting way out into the weeds. What? Why? Why do I care? So this is this is my question, and I don't mean to be rude, but but why why do our listeners at home care? Because we wouldn't talk about an internal combustion engine motorcycle in this much detail. Okay. So why do so, we care? Good, good, good question. That's a, that's a yes. very reasonable question. Um, so the reason is, uh, I was very surprised at the bike. So. I was expecting something that was going to be at very least equivalent to the Energica Ego or the SRF, something mm-hmm. very similar to that. Based right. on the numbers. Yeah. Um, I want to open with the best thing about this bike, which was its chassis. Like, Lightning's uh, years of racing really, really shine in the chassis. I went into corners at like 80, 90 miles an hour and uh, was able to feel that the bike did exactly what I want. It responded perfectly uh, to my directions that I gave it. Beyond that, I was very, very surprised because much like you were talking about, Isaac, uh, that torque just sounds so monstrous, but it wasn't there. 
So I'm I'm thinking that maybe with the battery upgrade that's coming, maybe they're gonna do some other work on it as well. Uh, the bike you're saying got it didn't to, feel like 180 foot pounds of torque. So you're saying, or I, I'm I'm saying it didn't feel like 100 foot pounds of torque, but I don't have oh, the shit. real number. Well, having ridden a 180 foot pound torque bike, which you have, well, 150. We yeah. So 150 the Energica is a 150 foot pound torque. Okay, so you know what 150 feels like. This felt less than is what you're saying. This felt like. It felt it reminded me a lot of the Evoke. Now, so I have to say, the only reason I sound like I'm not, uh, oh my gosh, this bike is so awesome, is because when I reviewed the Evoke, uh, I flew out to Beijing and rode this bike over there. Right? I was so excited with it because I knew it was like a one two five or a two fifty equivalent. I'm gonna inter interject for the three people who know what an Evoke is. That's they understand that. For the rest of the population, the anyway, Evoke it was a crappy Chinese bike. <laughs> It, 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 this is what it is. It's a crappy Chinese bike, but it's at a price that's equivalent for that. Yeah, so the, I think the Evoke, great. Is, the Evoke is meant as a commuter. It, it looks nice, but it's meant as an electric commuter. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that is the, 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 the most similar thing that the bike we rode yesterday. Yeah. Had I gone into the ride expecting a low-powered, unimpressive bike that would be great right. for a new learner... I would have been so excited about this bike, but I went in Wait. with the idea of a twenty thousand dollar, hundred and eighty foot pound of torque bike. What did he? Was it the bike restricted in any way? Not that I'm aware there's, of. I, I can't. Okay, well, there's, we, we can't there's, there's no settings that we could change. Um, hmm. The bike capped out at how? At what ninety one? So so I was able to get the bike to accelerate on flat ground and uphill both to uh, in the low eighties. Okay. Going downhill, I did get it to ninety one. Okay, interesting. Um, so yeah, how new was this bike? Two weeks old. Yeah. Hmm. Are Are you one hundred percent sure it doesn't have like kind of an eco mode like the zero? There's there are no settings that the users can change, so we can't speculate right now. Because huh. first of all, well, that sounds like it was on an eco mode. And second, there, if it doesn't have an eco mode, that's psychotic. There, there are uh, the bike. <laughs> the, the bike. Yeah. The bike we saw yesterday had no rider modes that could be changed by the user hmm. at this time. Did you I discuss if they with the them out from the factory? Well, no, I'm, to start with. I'm I can't just, speculate. I'm just. I'm gonna speculate. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking. Did you talk to the owner at all about the service schedule on this? Is oh, is breaking. he expected to go back to Lightning to get <laughs> okay. what would be the equivalent of a first service in six months? So. I asked him about the timelines and things, yes. and he said that he was told it'd be about two months, but he thought it might be something more like a year or a year and a half before the upgrades were ready for him to have. No, no, he just, uh, Emma was just asking, she meant a service. Like, yeah, yeah. Know, so, so that's, that's the first service he's okay. expecting to do. Um, that's because right now he's expecting to have that first service right, in right, about right. two months or so. So I don't know if he's going to have any other service, but the bike really doesn't look like it's going to be something that needs much servicing you know i'm just trying to think because i've been involved in the motorcycle industry mm -hmm. for so damn long when we sell a new bike so if you if you come to the dealership and you sell a new bike you basically say okay you need to ride this bike with to about a third of its ability for the mm -hmm. first 600 miles and we get you back in we adjust everything back to spec because this is really the first time it's going to have been worked on since it was at the factory mm -hmm. is the motor oil cooled or something like that or it's, is there it is liquid cooled of, i don't remember what the coolant okay. is but the the i believe that both the motor and the controller are liquid cooled got it we could and there hear, is a radiator and we, a pump we could and we could like hear that. the pump running right. uh and, and the, we got a water pump that runs on my energy because i can mm -hmm. hear it you know what's kind yeah. of funny actually i noticed in the video 
videos. I was just reviewing some of the footage that we took. Um, it actually sounds like a petrol bike, but like it, turned down. It has a low kind of grumble. The water, the, the pump right. they have has a kind of low grumbly yeah. sound. But you, yeah, what, you can't mistake what, what, what I was kind of getting to is if if I was selling a high tech bike, if I trusted my owners to just take it easy for the first couple of months until I get it in for the first service and lay my hands on it, I would. Uh, it's not really side, something that electrics oh, have to deal with. There's no like, there's nothing like, to break in on an no, electric bike because there's no. chassis components. The chassis to break components in. need to be broken in. Uh, you know, your your brakes need to be broken in, your tires need to be broken in, True. and and critical fasteners need to be rechecked as well after about six hundred five to six hundred. I'm, I'm, I'm just almost kind of speculating ah, that it may yeah. have been speculating on, you say well you know that's hey. all they we reinvented could do. the powertrain they didn't reinvent the chassis so so you're saying maybe they nerfed it a little bit for a certain set amount of time so until we, i don't know we, 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 we don't, don't know, know. Like but all, simple, all we can all we can do is is base what we're telling you on the direct experience yeah. with the bike we physically interacted with yesterday and the right. bike we physically yeah, so interacted we, we with don't want to go out was, and say that they nerfed the bike or right. that the bike is like got sub subpar components for, that are going to be replaced we don't know what we do know is we know the owner said that he was going to have his battery replaced as promised by the company good mm. and the and, ccs upgrade and all that kind yeah of, and on so the he'd extra, get all of the yeah. stuff that he paid for as mm -hmm. it became ready right so and it's a manufacturing third put issue they just can't could be provide don't know i mean but, yeah. so yeah. let's still say so you rode the bike and you spent mm -hmm. 20 minutes on it which is as good a review as any yeah i think i think i did at least twenty, because that's the. I think the I timer did like on the, thirty, thirty-five right, miles. The timer, on it. the timer on the Insta three sixty said twenty minutes running. Right. So I, the, yeah. we have three sixty camera footage. Oh, so, wow. um, what kind of riding did you do? Um, I did everything from like bumpy country uh, roads, but paved, uh, to wide open sweeping corners on twisties. Right, Carmel Valley Road. Any yeah. freeway? <laughs> I didn't do any freeway, but I was doing faster than freeway speeds most of the time. Okay, and it's stable at speed. Oh, yeah. I mean, this thing feels nice. Yeah. The the chassis itself, like, I don't think I've ever felt one that's better than that. Now, granted, mm. I've ridden mostly these electric bikes, but this is definitely the best handling chassis out of all of them. But it's definitely sport-oriented bike. Uh, the, the riding position, it's clip-ons, and it's lean mm -hmm. forward, and it's lay on the I tank. I was super comfortable, and you know, like... My Energica, the riding position on that is as uncomfortable as I could bear with my spine. Okay. Um, what are you, and like this six bike two, felt pretty comfortable. One? No, I'm I'm five eleven. I think. Okay. Yeah. Physically, you know, six foot if you're five eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no size. It's Round in the rule book. Okay. How physically big is it? It's small. It. Uh, you could. I you, could stand on it and yeah. have gap between my crotch and the seat. Interesting. Wow. Um, it, it, not it, not it much a, of a gap, yeah. a gap, but a little bit. It is. A, it is a you know smaller, but it's 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 not like it looks tiny. It actually just no. Looks I, more, I, yeah. I've it's, seen pictures it of is, it. And it's, it is. A, it's a very pretty bike. It is mm -hmm. a very pretty. So actually, funny the story about that. Are really we had nice. we uh, we all kind of met up at this uh, this hotel that has charging there, and so uh, uh, Dennis with her, with his with his SRF, which is um, beautiful, and so we had two Energicas, the Strike. And uh, Zach's death effects, which is a cobbled together nightmare, <laughs> and we had all the bikes lined up, and we're taking some pictures and, and chatting. And uh, this this uh, young dad walks up with his little blonde kid, and he's like, "Daddy, daddy, look, motorcycles! Can I go get my iPad and take pictures?" And the dad's like, "Sure, sports." He loves <laughs> taking pictures of his iPad, and wow. the kid comes back and starts snapping off photos. And uh, so we go, "Okay, kid, so which one's your favorite bike?" And he, he hides behind his dad's legs, and then oh, like, this was too cute. Whispers something in his dad's <laughs> ear. And the dad says, okay, he likes the red one, the Ego, and the blue one, my SS9. I said, ooh, 
He good, likes good, Italian good, bikes. Good choice. The kid likes Italian bikes. And the, and the dad goes, well, his mom's Italian. That makes sense. I like the, <laughs> I like the white one, which is the strike. So yeah. they all, like, they're mm-hmm. very, very fetching, you know, visually. Um, right. So, yeah, that's that might, a fun story. That might be the, the next thing to touch on. Um, so the performance was surprising because uh, with a delivery from this company, I expected something that was going to, like, be pretty wowing. Okay, fair dues. Um, I didn't get that, but... We'll see if it changes in the future. Okay. Um, then, since you're talking about the aesthetics here. Um, yeah. I mean, quality control is always going to be an issue. And this oh, it's is really a prim- hard, especially when you're first starting. It, yeah. yeah, but it's a premium bike. Yeah, there- it's a $20,000 motorcycle. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it, a twenty thousand dollar motorcycle that, when you turn the handlebars uh, maximum ways both ways, hits the bodywork. It cl- the the hand- carbon fiber body It work. clinks against the bodywork. Okay. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. But, but that's stuff that can be fixed with like uh, yeah. a steering dampener or something like that. You can or you can stop. adjust your bike to. Yeah, they have they have an adjustable like steering stop, and that wasn't set from the factory. It possible? I don't possible. know. I didn't look that. Yeah. I didn't look that close at it yet. And I. Okay. Yeah. But also, did you notice? I noticed when I got on it and tried to put the uh, kickstand down that my my toe was trying to hook on the bodywork on the carbon. Yeah, I noticed mm. that. I, like, I, was I was like, oh really god, careful. I can't break this. I can't break this. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing. Actually, I have a question for you, Emma. Yes. Kickstand. Yes. Didn't disable the bike. Oh, yeah. There was no is on that, that, a, on well, that no, one. Well, no. I mean, it's kickstand sensor. So Did I didn't know if that was normal or not. It's just that all of the bikes that I've ridden, uh, the kickstand was disabled, or normal. the kickstand would disable it. Actually, Isaac, you're probably good too. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much every bike from this century that will happen. Yeah, you which can is get why bikes. I'm like looking blankly because yeah. uh, you know the you idea can, of it's a bit of an oversight. disabling a, a BSA. Yeah, the only the only one down is like so, what. Yeah, bikes from like the '80s. You'll often get ones that don't shut off. Um, I, the Kawasaki little eliminators do this weird thing, where you can put it in gear with the kickstand down, and then as soon as you start letting the clutch out, it dies. Oh, and which that's is, yeah, which is trippy. Safety. And yeah. that's something to do with the interlock on that yeah. particular bike. Yeah, it's just the way they kill that bike. Most of them, the moment you put it in gear, it dies. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. The simplest thing is a side stand switch. It's the yeah. simplest thing in the world, but it does trip up some manufacturers. I seem to remember, and I may be remembering wrong, but I think, Brandon, the cause of your crash was a side stand switch. That's correct. So I did a oh, jump, yeah. and uh, when the kickstand came back up, it smashed the side stand switch, which was on that bike. Uh, it was an older Ego. Yep. Yes. Um, that bike had a mechanical side stand switch, so it stripped out some of the gears, and the bike would sometimes think that the kickstand was down, mm. and that would disengage the bike. So I would actually manually restart it. And also, I know it was an issue for Zero because uh, my oh, 2014 God. bike, or my 2015? Your 2016, that I had the Death SR. Remember, I was getting all this air. It was shutting oh, off yeah, all yeah. the time. It but was, there, it, there was a bigger issue than that. That was an inconvenience. Um, one of my race bikes, when my crew chief was prepping it, it fried the MBB on the bike, and the bike was down for six months. Zero, actually, Ooh. because I lost my whole season of racing, they gave me a, uh, a DS bike to borrow for like six months. Wow. So I know it's a tricky thing. Anyway, we, um, you know, th- there's there's still uh, more to be learned from this, and we would very much like to try and bring this owner up here, uh, maybe next, maybe as early as next week, and get more people taking a look at it. He also yeah. needs some gear. Get the get the boy some gear. He mm-hmm. needs. Yes. He's borrowing his brother's built helmet and a spare old jacket, and he's got like paratrooper gloves. And so yeah. wait a minute though, this guy, mm-hmm. this, how, I, I I don't know how to, how does a kid <laughs> that doesn't know how to ride. 
get on a twenty thousand dollar bike and then not have the money to buy well, gear. All I know Ooh. is it, all I know is it happened. How does somebody? How does somebody start? How does they get? How do they decide that their first bike should be a hundred and eighty foot pound torque bike that costs twenty grand? <laughs> well, this as well. is my point. And so, I mean, I, I'm not saying he can't have the gear. I'm just saying, like, hey, uh, you know, for freaking twenty grand, you couldn't buy a better helmet. Yeah. Well, it's not that he doesn't have the money. It's, it's like when I was when I was yeah when I, when I first yeah. started riding, I was. One, stupid enough to take passengers, which I shouldn't have done. And two, I rode from Vermont to Florida just wearing two pairs of jeans like that was going to help. At the, yeah. at the, and then I rode and, across and the country else. wearing garden gloves. Right. Yeah, it, nothing else. It's yeah. Yeah. all about priorities, darling. I have been walking down the high street with sufficient funds in my hot little hand to pay the PG&E bill. And I'll walk past the <laughs> shop and I'll say, ooh, Bright red fuck me pumps, and I'll go in there and not pay my PG. <laughs> yeah, but five hundred bucks on fuck me pumps is a little bit different. fucking grand, you it know is what I'm priority saying? Priority so it's it's just I'm guessing that it's that it's um, yeah, he's just not aware of it. Yeah, like, I, I didn't. Think, but, yeah. but it doesn't get to. So the, we just got to point him Motoport's way and show him Henry's <laughs> gear, and that, yeah. yeah, that doesn't get me to the the, the second part of that question. Was how does how does, I mean, how does a brand new motorcyclist? Get one of these. I, I asked him bikes. that. Um, he was he he put out a, a pre order right as they announced them because he was looking for a a, a commuter bike specifically, right. and he was mm. looking for something that had the longest range. And at the time, mm. they were the only game in town with a like twenty plus kilowatt hour battery pack. And Energica has not had not announced theirs until like eight months later. So this was it. And in his eyes, he saw he seemed to him a perfectly reasonable thing to get mm-hmm. the biggest battery pack for a commuter bike. And so he okay. just happened to be in in line at the right time with the with the cash in hand to put down the deposit. And so he was one of the first so, ones. I so that's actually a, a nice point needs. because um, asking about the the battery size there. Um, since this one has a 10 kilowatt hour pack, we measured the, uh, well, we didn't measure officially. What we did was we went on a standard ride that we do all the time. Yes. We went from. Carmel Valley Road. To yeah. the pub. Not to the pub, no. But we went We went <laughs> to the halfway my point. my standard ride, darling. It's <laughs> <laughs> to the pub. Going to the pub. <laughs> we went uh, about halfway to King City and back. So we did okay. uh, roughly 40 to 50 mile ride. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bike was. Uh, Fine. At. Uh, 120 volts. It doesn't really have an SOC gauge uh, to tell you what it, percent the battery is. It doesn't is. really have a fuel gauge. We'll put it like that. Yeah, yeah, but it does show you the voltage of the bike, and uh, it was at zero um, percent. What would equate to that in, in voltage? So it has a true like uh, 40 to 50 mile range on okay. it, which is nice for uh, a 10 kilowatt hour battery. So um, let's put you on the spot, Brandon. Mm. Rate it out of 10. Right now, Two. as given. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. But 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 now, rate its potential. A seven. There you go. Like, had I started with it thinking of it as a one two five or a, a two fifty bike, because I think it's right. closer to a two fifty, uh, I would have probably rated it a six or a seven. Well, right you now. know what? Like, you had reasonable expectations going in there. You were trying to get on this dope fucking electric bike that's supposed to be the jam, you know. But and that's not what you got. You still haven't ridden a gas bike, right? No, he has. Like yeah, that, but how many? Because the Africa Twin. Okay, I'm just saying it's probably it's probably a little bit Isaac, better than a 250. I, Isaac, it's I probably think, better than a 250. Isaac, I think if he was to ride your concourse, he would just crap his pants. <laughs> so, so I think the the <laughs> best gas bike that I've ridden was uh, Henry's. Henry's Moto 
what is that thing? A Selvio. Yeah, I mean, Stelvio's a very, very nice bike, Mm -hmm. but um, until you've experienced what a big four can Mm -hmm. do Mm -hmm. um, and a big fuel-injected four, Mm -hmm. um, it's quite an eye-opener. More bikes. Yay! it's, It's just the way they deliver power. Mm. Um, anyway, so we'll have we'll try to get more information. Yeah, Please I would do. love that, and would really mm-hmm. would like to bring in here so you guys could also get a first hand look. The guy seems very willing to um, once he gets to know you, uh, offer to to let you you know get up close and have, take even take a small ride. So cool. we could you know potentially arrange that. Don't know for sure. Can't promise anything. Yeah, let's let's uh, sign up and uh, whore the guy's bike out now. Yeah, yeah I like yeah, it. So uh, we'll take payments up front. Knock, you can set knock, the price. Yeah, knock, yeah, You're more experienced. Thank so you. stay tuned on this subject. Mm. But that is not the only exotic two-wheel machine. That's right. That we've got. So, um, so what, Dennis, or what? We could start with Dennis. Dennis. Mine's from Scotts Valley. That's pretty exotic. (laughs) (laughs) What's he past the city limits, buddy? So you arrived on the Zero. I rode the uh, SRF. uh, The SRF in dolphin-friendly blue, I might add. Yes, everybody was ooing and aahing over that color. It's a a very good color for that bike. Now, have you up to this point been electric bikes only or do you well, have experience my, on gas bikes my first bikes? bike was a Honda 1975 XL 100 okay that this was is fun. good a place I, to start was, as any I was 12 years old it was okay. awesome then 30 years later I got the same 1975 XL but the 250 okay um, and then a CB350 okay and then um, I was looking at electric bikes and I got the 2009 Zero which was their first production year. Oh, God, yeah. That's, right. that's Wasn't almost... that just a dirt bike? Those it was trials, trail bike or something? Yeah, it was like that, but it had street tires on it. Oh, man. <laughs> but that, that was almost like a BMX bike with a, with a battery yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, very early offering. And so they swapped that out for the 2010 when it had some issues. And then in 2015, I got the 2014 street bike uh, that Zero offered. The SR? Uh, the S. S. Yeah. And then, um, so five years later, I got the the SRF and rode it up from San Diego, camping at Pinnacles wow. and Los Padres and Fantastic. Tabanga. So you've had the evolution, huh? Yeah. You've experienced it. Yeah. Ran- so you, you, are the, you are the Zero guy. <laughs> so um, tell me about your SRF. Um, it's got a 14.4 kilowatt hour battery. This means nothing to me. It has a, a freeway freeway range of 80 miles if you're going 70 oh miles an hour. Okay, very good. Or if you're going like how, me a little slower. I how probably, fast does it go, mister? I'm going to pass this to Brandon. He's the one who's he, riding this faster. This crazy guy let me ride his bike after I rode the strike. How fast it go, mister? I had it up to 110, and I think it has like another 14 or 15 miles according okay. to the spec in there. Nice. But I, I, I didn't actually wind it all the way out. I just was satisfied with how fast i went and how quickly i got so there that's another thing to, to mention is that we had all these these cool bikes out and so brandon wanted to keep uh perspective so he took every bike out one after another so he did the strike In, the srf bike. my ss9 the uh the ego mm. uh and then then my mom drove the bramo around <laughs> she, okay so the bramo's foot pegs morgan has already expressed how much he dislikes Dig the bramo shin i hate that but she didn't pay attention to that, shin. and her feet were behind the foot pegs. And when she Oof. went to put her legs up, she nailed Whacked her herself left right shin. in the shin. So she took oh. off and goes, ah! <laughs> oh, no. But I got then, footage of it. But then, like, like the, I don't know, 
True sport? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, like she's trooper. who she is, trooper. she just kept on going. And then she was going, ow, ow, as she was riding away, <laughs> going up the hill. Like, it, it was hilarious, mom. but awesome. My mom, yeah. We have your mom's bike. We have Pumpkin, the orange one with the seat. The, the Rebel seat. The yeah. 250 with her we flames on the seat? Yeah. Where, wait, who has it's it? A, it's, we have, like, my company has it. <gasps> it's in South San Francisco. <laughs> she loves it. It was, okay, yeah, she, It's um, been crashed a lot. Uh, <laughs> she, but it's, that bike has taught hundreds and hundreds uh, of people to I ride. Will, I will, it's my favorite. Sure. It's so my favorite had, Rebel was we my, have. I have she, to say, that was my first bike. This one, imagine the Rebel if it had orange a custom seat. Flame. It's got a, it's got a Corbin so seat with flames on it. So that it's taller and you can sit further back and your, your knees don't end up in your armpits. So, so we, we, we love getting Corbin seats on our stuff because he's quite good and mom wanted this was you know years ago probably 10 years ago when she got maybe more when she got it and uh corbin they're making the seat for and mike pulls pulls mom aside and says carol do you want uh do you want orange flames on it she goes <gasps> and, and dad yeah. looks at her like no she didn't and mom says i want the flames get the flames <laughs> yeah we, yeah we've had pumpkin we we call it pumpkin and uh pumpkin has been is one of the only bikes that we still have that we had when i first started teaching i am so happy to hear yeah. that wow. i will let mom know and it's the most it's like the most reliable bike we have in south san francisco oh, that's just great i'm not done with exotic bikes yet oh tony sandy so, <laughs> hello <Yes>. hello <laughs> Um, Hello. So you appeared on something that looks like a refugee from a Star Wars movie. Um, <laughs> tell us about it. Honda NM4. So to those who are like, what the hell is an NM4? It's... New Motorcycle 4. <laughs> is it a motorbike or is it a scooter? It's a motorcycle. It's a 650cc... 7, uh, 682, I think. Okay. Uh, NC 700 JD. Yes. Parallel twin uh, mated to a dual clutch transmission. So it is not a centrifugal uh, transmission like you would find in most scooters. So it's a DCT. It shifts up and down. Exactly. Through the it gear. is the precursor to what you would find on that Africa twin. Mm. The, NC, the NM4 comes standard with the DCT. Right. The other bikes in the NC 700 family, it's an option. And they are so weird, and I want one so bad. <laughs> they are. Emma, I believe that this bike is actually the spiritual successor to your PCH. I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's the it's the P, it's the Pacific Coast. But it's 800. a little more Batmobile. It's, yeah, it's, it's very. It's Batmobile. a little more Darth Vader. We Super call Batmobile. It Lord Vader. That's. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. it, so its styling is twenty years ahead of its time. Anime. Right? Yes. It's Japanese anime. It's it's I Akira. It cool, it's man. all of those. It things. also kind of looks like one of those F one uh, fourteen flying arrowhead planes. So um, you both like arrived. A stealth fighter. Yeah. Like a, yeah. You you yeah. both arrived on it. Um, yeah. So there's obviously plenty of room for two. Yeah. Not very comfortable at high speed coming uh, along. It, it, it <laughs> allegedly will go over hundred miles an hour yes. on that. Right. Nice. Um, wow. But it's not. Very comfortable, you said? Well, not for me in the back, because the wind, I stood up higher than him, and the wind was buffeting my head. Oh, no. He kept Wait. saying, lean back, but there's not that much of a backrest, a, so I, I got a stomach workout all I, the way from San Francisco. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I think a, Sandy is asking you to buy a new screen, yeah. Tony. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I'm asking him to put it up higher. I'd hate to ruin the look of it with like a head with well, a case in the so, back. So no, you just put happen. the screen on the back of his head. Oh. <laughs> so one, one crazy feature. Like the feature of this motorcycle is that it has a lazy boy 
style backrest yeah. mm. with three positions. Huh. And that backrest is also the passenger pillion. Yeah, but so it's you, only like like three inches tall, right? Right. Yeah. So so when you're riding solo, it's you great. have this backrest and you've got like a lazy boy kind of a position. But when you put a passenger on it, then your backrest goes away. Mm. And then she's got the position, which I didn't realize that she can't actually lean back. Oh. It doesn't have a backrest. Oh, her. He, he keeps telling me to lean back because I keep banging into his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Do they make uh, aftermarket seats for that? Like a uh, yeah, it's very common. Like, There's a huge aftermarket. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Even though it is uncommon, I'm pretty so sure they might be able to find something. Oh, I believe burn. the well, story I've heard is that is that each dealer got one they could sell. Right. Wow. Uh, and the, I confess, I the I have seen another one, and the the only other one I have seen was at uh, the World War Party. Uh-huh. On Treasure Island. That was me. I saw one up on the. So, <laughs> wait, wait. I saw one up in the East Bay a couple of years ago. That was probably him too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Statistically, no. no, no yeah. I, he only I had only it six months. Or so. I, I actually got it on Labor Day. Right. I wrote. I, I flew to Pennsylvania, visited my mom, and wrote. I home. remember the story. And I I just got official notice that I do qualify for the Iron Butt for that ride. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Very Congratulations. Good. He didn't even get it checked out. He just bought it and rode it all the so, way across country. <laughs> so how many miles have Amazing. you done on it's it? It's not now, a bad Tony. bike for it, actually. Yes. Oh, I've probably done 5,000. And are you still as thrilled with it as when you oh, picked it up? Oh, it's great. Right. It, it's, you know, it's it's no electric motorcycle, but right. it's great. But speaking, that's what I was going to ask I would next. say that's speaking something that. to celebrate, Tony. <laughs> speaking of that, Tony is uh, in line for one of the very, very first... Uh, Energica SS9 Pluses. Correct. Yeah, he wants to get that iron butt before I do on electric. Okay. <laughs> so um, the SS9 Plus is just a high battery capacitor, twenty-one point five kilowatt yeah, hour, really and a which, little bit of extra, little bit extra punch to it. So uh-huh. which, which will equate, equate to how much in Between real time? Between a hundred, hundred and hundred and fifty miles on the highway. Um, yeah, maybe someone awesome. like. Dennis, uh, he rides very efficiently. He might be able to get slow. Like, I ride hun- slow. <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic. Dennis has never gone above 70 on his SRF. <laughs> That's not true. 71, eight, sorry. Eight, eight, eight. 80, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, um, but how does that bike compare to uh, a zero? Because I'm Liza's like been putting me on every petrol bike she can get her hands on for me. Two. And uh, <laughs> I think, no, no. To be fair, okay? Very funny. I've been on like eight, okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, but they were case, all in Canada, right? So, in any case. Yeah, you don't know her. It doesn't count. <laughs> so like my, my Zero SR definitely is faster off the line. Okay. But that but DCT, they both, I liked the they DCT. Both, uh, they both split traffic, split lanes very competently. So that bike is actually really wide. This Batmobile thing is super wide. It's the it's, first thing I ask, can you split lanes with that? Do you yeah, feel super comfortable fine. with it? It's fine. To be fair, though, you do have like a bike trail. You ride some crazy motorcycles. You're <laughs> very experienced. And then he had the bike trailer incident at our shop, <laughs> which he tries to forget. But I remember because I was there. Uh, I, I took my I took my zero down to visit. Uh, towed behind your Tesla. Towed behind the car with yeah. a special bike trailer that's. And I neglected to uh, 
insert the pin. <laughs> so he was working late at night packing packing everything up. It was like, you know, 10 o'clock. And he takes off, and I'm like, I it's late. I'm going to go home. So I follow about five minutes later to go home. And I see uh, around a corner that sh- shouldn't have anything there, just f- flashing red, red brake lights. And I go, oh, what's this? And I pull up, and there's Tony scrambling, trying to pull all the pieces of his Zero together that had fallen over because his, oh. his Tesla, it was oh. behind it, and the crash bars had folded in. He's like, don't, no, don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> Something that everyone is terrified of, of having a bike fall off a trailer. But I'm not done. Well, I'm done with exotic bikes, but we're going to talk about exotic lifestyles very briefly. Oh, my, Emma. Fran. Oh. You, I would say, out of everyone here, people are going to be the most jealous of your life because you live on Hawaii, you ride a motorbike on Hawaii. God, I mean, how cool is that? What do you ride? (laughs) (laughs) I ride a a Harley 1200 Custom XL. Okay, that's a very good bike. And it's not perfect for me, actually. It's not going to get hated on because Liza ain't here. (laughs) Uh oh. but yeah, I mean, how cool is that riding a well, riding you know, a Harley around Hawaii? Let me just tell you, it really depends on what island you're on, because it can sound really cool on Oahu. But what a lot of people don't know, I'm just gonna put a damper on things. But mm. we actually have a six lane super freeway going through that damn island. Yeah, you know, and you want something with a bit of power. Oh, for sure. So what's I mean? What's the scene like out there? Is the majority Harley's or the sport bikes? Ever since the Katy Perry song. Yeah, is it just like that song, Harley's and oh, Hawaii? That's what I like. <laughs> no, on. you know we we have a really nice mix of uh, of Harley's, of course, and uh, a lot of patched riders, a lot of a lot of uh, indie riders, mm-hmm. a lot of local uh, local type uh, groups. But we also have a good mix of sport bikes because we have a pretty heavy military community that a lot of people forget yeah. about mm-hmm. and actually we unfortunately have had more than our sh- fair share of, of road accidents right as, as a former military sport bike rider i can attest that we don't always make the best decisions a lot of us are coming home kind of <laughs> adrenaline junkies no i mean for real like i'm being real honest here like we're coming home as adrenaline junkies and you, you forget maybe you've spent six uh, you know, you maybe you spent 12 months in in Afghanistan or, or somewhere where where you're kind of on this constant, you know, adrenaline rush, and and then you get home, and the only thing that comes anywhere near that is two wheels. Yeah, and, and yep. so, and this is the case in all army army towns, whether it's in Hawaii or whether you know I live in Monterey yep. and, and I used you know whether it's uh, El Paso or wherever. There's a great bike culture in all of these military towns because people are bringing bikes from all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and so something that might be cool down south, like extended swing arms on busas you get to see or whatever. New stuff. Oh, stretch! But did yes. somebody say stretch busa? I did. I did. But my, and I'm sorry. I don't, I really, I, That's I, a mistake. I didn't mean word. to cut you off, but, no, but no, yeah, no, I, no. I definitely feel that. And 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 I will say that as as a former sport bike military rider, mm-hmm. we make some fucking horrible decisions. Uh, one other thing is that. Um, you caught me when I said that the guy that we rode bikes with didn't have the fear in him. Uh-huh. And that's another thing that we come home with. The motorcycle does not scare you. Like, it just gets you excited. Yeah. Here's what's crazy. I just got to uh, put this in. Mm-hmm. Like in Hawaii, we don't have a helmet law. So Ooh. you're going to see a good amount of people riding with, and, and of course the weather and all that. 
You so you see a good amount of people riding with surf shorts, a tank top, and rubber slippers. Rubber slippers. slippers. Yep. Rubber oh, slippers. Yeah. Oh, cool. Is that and, right? and, Just and, and no yeah. correct flip flops. Uh, okay, I don't like to call it flip flops, flops. <laughs> but you can. Uh, and and ju- in some places. And no helmet generally. So so you have that, and I do see a lot of military. Like they'll come blasting out of the 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 military gate of course from their station and yeah they gotta be wearing full gear and all but pretty much as soon as they get past that gate you know everything comes off right. <laughs> uh except except for the shades and you know jackets off so and, and they just get comfortable and i'm gonna give you a motorcycles and misfits top tip stay safe people look after yourselves Oh, absolutely. So, I oh, promise. The army that's won't been, pay your medical bills if you wreck without wearing your gear. That's been all the downside, though. What do you enjoy about Hawaii? Yeah. Riding in Hawaii. Because it's Oh, like it's a dream. freaking Hawaii, <laughs> sir. She doesn't even <laughs> exactly tell what, what, what tell you. When it's onion season, it's the best thing in the world. Did you oh say onion? <laughs> I don't have big saddlebags uh, on, on my bike. I just have a little pack in the front uh, by the handlebars. But mm-hmm. in it, I will generally ha- always have a bathing suit and a little uh, sarong pareo, and because it doesn't get any better. Than that, yeah, that sounds like it, a horrible life. If the life. feeling hits me to jump into the water on the beach, and then that's what's going to yeah, happen. Fucking miserable. So, awesome. um, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to have to put the brakes on this because I promised everyone an hour. It seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? And I've actually given you over an hour and fifteen minutes, but we have three emails to get through. Knock. Ooh. This is from... Please tell me it's, like, somewhere exotic. Oh, hang on. Well, um... Preferably south of you. She doesn't say where she's from, but it's Ashley. Good, we so get to Nock, choose. You, uh, you get to read it in the style of Ashley. I don't know who this person is. <laughs> just You just need to make us... All convince right. us that your name is <laughs> Ashley. Convince us that okay. you're Ashley. Ashley darling. is from Russia. I'm going to go with it. Just oh, say... God almighty. Oh <laughs> she's from <laughs> Moscow. Comrade. I'm just going to read so this the best I can. Ashley Nova. <laughs> hey, Misfits. Question for all of you. My 2015 KTM 690 Duke has been a bit of a problem, child, since I purchased it seven months ago. Mm, KTM, mm. huh? Uh, you it's don't ba- say. Keep <laughs> it's basically money. Yeah, it's basically had different issues every month and has left me stranded on the side of the road several times. Uh, however, the current issue I'm dealing with may be fatal for the bike. Mm. Mm. Uh, two weeks ago, I was riding home on the freeway, and all of a sudden, the foot peg came very slippy, uh, slippery, and the oil light came on. Oh. <gasps> Yes. Oof. I pulled over as quickly as I could, but there was oil everywhere. Uh, The bolt for the oil filter destroyed itself somehow, and somehow while I was riding, and the oil leaked out through the oil filter. What? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. yeah, That's a cannon. Ran out of bike juice, Brandon. I'm I'm translating for electric. uh, Ran out of bike juice. Thank you. (laughs) I think it's a cart. I think it's a cartridge filter that sits in a receptacle or something, and there's a cap over it. Or is it that that might be one of those cannons? No, no, it's a can. It's a it's a cartridge type. You stick it in a little cavity, and there's oh, a plate that goes over it. I got you. And like, like the DRZ motors, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I was able to take a tow 
uh, to the bike shop and told me there was only a cup of oil in the bike. Mm. Ooh. Uh, they fixed up the issue with a bolt and test rode the bike and said it's fine, but have a hard time trusting their shop. When I purchased the bike, the axle pinch bolts were so loose I could hand tighten them. Oh. <laughs> Holy uh, the bike would basically do a U-turn if I let go of the handlebars. Oh. Okay. Was this the same shop that the bike was bought and serviced at? Uh, I don't know. We'll get to that here. Uh, but somehow they didn't know. Uh, it's a Russian but- dealer, I mean. <laughs> But my question it's is good how bike. It's good for all things. All right, you stop. <laughs> my question is, how do I know if the bike is okay, if there's engine damage, since it's a tall single cylinder? Uh, will it potentially be doing damage if I go to shops, to the shop's recommendation, or to just pick it up and ride? Find well, another mm, shop and yeah. have them look is at your the bike. Is that the email? Yeah. No. Uh, any tips on removing oil from the rear tire? They recommend I buy a new tire. They say there's no way to guarantee removing the oil from the tire. Thanks for your help, Ashley. Soap and water on the rear tire. Um, it's been it, yeah. But but as understand. far as I mean, how long did she go? If 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 she pulled over the moment that the oil blew and then shut the bike off, engine's fine. I think she's I from the sound of it. I think she's caught it. KTM's yeah. all roller bearing in the bottom end, so the mm. bottom end's fine. As she said, it's a tall single cylinder. It is a long way yeah. from the oil pump to the cam bearings. Mm-hmm. But if she'd taken out the cam, it would be clattering like hell up yeah, top. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. Yes, you <laughs> did, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, when clack-a-la, I was a new clack-a-la, clack-a-la, clack-a-la. But um, It went for 3,000 miles like that. So, <laughs> Ashley, I think I think you're going to be okay. I really do. I'm I'm not feeding you a line on on the dealership. I mean, they've made mistakes. I really would try and find another dealership. Um, leaving axle nuts loose is a pretty fundamentally bad thing to do. Yeah. Mis- mistakes happen. You know, mistakes happen everywhere. But, you know, it's pretty serious. Um, my suggestion to you, change the oil again at... 600 miles and ask to look at the oil and if the oil is just black and nasty and there's metallic in it you know you got a problem because if it turns your oil like that in 600 miles there's significant problems within your engine if it comes out just brown colored i think you're probably good to go as far as your back tire goes um, I love this stuff. It's called Purple Power. I don't know what oh, neck yeah. of the I don't know what neck of the world you're in. Um, Russia. Dark. <laughs> Is red power only? <laughs> in, the, in Russia. Although we just decided she's Russian. You. That's great. That's really um, great. But if you use a very very, um, you want to buy a degradable degreaser simply because if you use something with a solvent in it, you can attack the rubber. Yeah. But if you use a neutral degreaser, really get it in there, squirt it, scrub the tire, use lots and lots of dish soap with Dawn, your back tire's going to be fine. In fact, Henry... I've had this issue before. Yes, you have. But your VFR was just great after that, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It? Rode up to about 100, uh, 105 miles an hour after I had just spilled all the oil out of my engine from it. <laughs> we used, what, paper towels and, like, cat litter Yeah, well, I mean, Did I was going to say... Like, how, what? Well, these, um, in a, a couple of years, a couple of years ago, actually at Mike Corbin's 4th of July party, um... Yeah, can uh, n oil filter I had came loose... Or the nut, the seventeen mil nut on the end came off and spilled oil all over the 
all over my, the ground and totally covered my rear tire. Thankfully, I parked it before I was totally out of oil, but still. Mm-hmm. And it was quite funny that in a sea of oil titalis, <laughs> it was Henry. There was a it was, Honda. It was a 98 just, VFR. It was just yeah. peeing oil everywhere. Just put the front wheel on the so, wall and light um, up the back tire. It'll be fine. Burn no. it off. Burn it off. You'll be fine. Uh, Ashley, you're going to be fine, darling. Clean that back tire. Duh. Um, but. Change your yes, but but, but 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 definitely take it. Like try and find a reliable mechanic, and just it, have him look it over. Yeah, right. It might be it hard though to find a KTM mechanic though. Reliable yeah. KTM mechanic, but it doesn't really need to be a KTM mechanic. At no. this point, it just needs just to be somebody mechanic. that understands principles of operation. <laughs> right. And like, you know. Well, and and also, I'm I'm concerned about how that that uh, oil filter cap came loose in the first place. If that was something that the dealer did. They seem to have a problem tightening yeah. things. You know, that, that, that makes it me really be. concerned. Yeah. And of course, do not forget what KTM stands for. Costs Keep. too much. <laughs> Very good. Bagel? Okay, yes. wait. Just be advised, this is a single cylinder, and it shakes. Even though it's re- relatively yeah. smooth, um, keep in mind that you want to lock tight certain things. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It will shake. They will shake themselves loose. Okay, so Bagel. Yes. This is from Trey. Yes. And Trey is from Texas. So uh, I want lots of drawling. You know, when I close my eyes, I want to see Longhorn cattle. Hello, <laughs> my name is Trey. Right. <laughs> Trey is well. not from Russia. Well, this Howdy, is- comrade. <laughs> I am to be doing cowboy riding cattle. <laughs> well, they don't talk like that in Texas. I can tell you that. <laughs> this is from Trey LeBeau. No, make it bigger. Bigger bagels. All bigger. Right. This bigger is, bagels. We're talking about Texas here. Yes, that's a bit more like it. I do declare. <laughs> he says, Misfits, <laughs> I will be out on the West Coast for a couple of weeks in late May, early June. Do you think he'll have a hat on? Maybe. Do you think he'll have like a big kind of cowboy hat on? Might be a 10 like, gallon hat. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to rent a bike from Twisted Road and ride out to Santa Cruz to check out the Garage Podcast. Well, I suggest you do, darling. I've been listening since June 2018, and I'm glad to count y'all as part of my motorcycling experience. Is June 7th a good date to visit? I'm hoping most of the misfits aren't, aren't out of town for another event. Thanks for turning me on to Twisted Road. I'd like. I'd like to know what is the best way to pack when flying out to rent a bike. In particular, if you are renting a bike with no luggage, racks, or bags. I'll be taking multiple flights as my trip will include time in Seattle and the Portland area, San Francisco, Santa Cruz, and hopefully a day or two in Yosemite. I plan- Yosemite? Yosemite. <laughs> Dang! I plan Yeehaw! On- I plan- Calm down. I plan on renting bikes in both Portland and again in the Bay Area. What are the best methods for plane travel to avoid paying for additional carry-ons during all of these flights? I'm thinking I only really need a backpack of clothes for the entire trip. Can I can wear my jacket and boots on the plane, but the helmet is my main dilemma. P.S. I hope this mail wasn't handed to knock to read in another one of his shitty accent attempts. <laughs> exactly. How as, dare if, you. as if the stuttering wasn't bad enough. <laughs> Ooh. Thanks, exactly. Trey, from Texas. I can so, speak to this. I just did all, it. Yes. I, I started the whole accent thing, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll shut up now. So I yes. just did this. Yes. I went back east um, to Vermont in January, and I had intent on buying a VFR while I was there, which I did. I bought a VFR in New Hampshire in Vermont, in New Hampshire in January, and rode it 100 miles back to Vermont. 
Um, it was like 37 degrees. Uh, I brought all of my, I, I wore, I had a check bag, but it was full of other stuff. So what I did Ooh. is I, I put like the gloves in the bag and then I put on my full motoport suit over, which is like Kevlar, very thick pads over some pajamas. Yep. And then I walked on the plane with it. Nice. They must uh, have fucking carried... loved you at security. They did. I got. They they really just wanted to touch me a lot. Um, uh, if you wear it, but it doesn't count. I got luggage. a I got Completely a free scotch out of inspection. it because I ended up talking to one of the flight attendants about his like '60s Norton, and then he didn't charge me for scotch. So that was oh great. fantastic. Yeah. So it's awesome. in that win. He brought it with him when he moved from England. Um, oh, wow. Excellent. Anyway, the scotch. No, uh, no, that was just there. Um, I got so, a little. So anyway, yeah, yeah, you'll get patted down a lot more. As far as the helmet goes, if I, you're into that kind of thing, but. I held it in my lap a lot. They made me like put it. I would put it at my feet sometimes. Um, on one of the flights, they were a little fussy about it, so I just waited till everybody else put their stuff away. I wrapped it in my jacket and I stuffed it into the overhead where it wasn't going to get jostled around. Yeah. I just put it on and pretend like I know yeah. something everybody else doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I got a little suggestion well. over here is that you could ship it. Um, I had yeah. a bunch of stuff I got oh. on this trip and I just shipped it home right now. I so would not trust a helmet with shippers. And helmet? Not without a ton of... Yeah. I'd live out all of my fucking Stig fantasies walking <laughs> through the fucking airport. I, 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 can, actually, I can actually see for... for Knock perhaps having a helmet on a plane if you get an embarrassing erection. Knock. <laughs> put your helmet in your lap. Put your helmet over your helmet. It's your emotional support. <laughs> so, uh, this is uh, that's my so, uh, nice. I can actually room. concur with Isaac. I've done a lot of travel with my all of my gear, including international. And uh, if they ever give me any trouble, uh, because I have a carry-on, a backpack, and a helmet. What I do is I Kick open up my visor. Run. Oh my god, that works. <laughs> that not anymore. Uh, so uh, I put the the carrier handle of the carry on baggage through the face of the helmet, and I I've never had any trouble after I've done that. Mm -hmm. But when I'm on the plane, just like you said, Isaac, I put it either on my lap or in my feet, and then if there's room in the overhead compartment, I'll just pop it up in there. Right. Again, just put the damn thing on and call it a fancy hat. They can't yeah. say shit. Well, actually, I actually did that. True story. Wait, True really? Story. Yes, right. I did. Yes, yeah. I did. Well, I was, very thorough answers I, to his question. I was uh, traveling from Hawaii to Milwaukee for the 110th anniversary. Mm. And, okay, so I can kind of max out all my luggage. And uh, when I approached when I approached uh, boarding on the plane, I was told that I had three items and I was supposed to only have two. They were counting my, they were counting my helmet mm. and they were trying to get me to stuff it into a tote bag which had absolutely no room left yeah and they held me up held me up and and the guy was smirking because i didn't it wouldn't fit and all that and finally i just got frustrated i put it right on my head wore it and i said oh oh it's not baggage now it's my hat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i walked right on right. i swear to god i That's promise right. i swear yeah, to god that thing on. god bless you That's with us the hero we need yourself took three steps took it right off nice. and That's right. that was that he just had a shocked look on his face couldn't say much more <laughs> oh my god i like that awesome. so That's much. the that's what they do on ryan and, and some some airlines policies will differ too like some airlines will allow you to have a, a carry-on bag and a personal item so your helmet can be your personal item so check with the airlines too and see which yeah, that was what. my excess personal item. Right. So it was my hat yep. for about this three is seconds. My personal R six. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, our final uh, 
final email tonight is from Robert. Um, Robert lives in Florida, but he is in fact English. Would you like to read wait, it? Or, or, no, wait, it's, wait, it's, wait. It's not actually a Florida accent. No, Emma, I don't. No, or, actually, I want you to do this in a Florida accent. Or we could do it in the accent of, of the style of Rod right, Steele. Somebody give me like three shots of like Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're do it in not. a Floridian British accent. Oh, no. <laughs> I actually don't know what a Florida I think a Florida accent is actually just Jewish. <laughs> what? <laughs> Southern Jewish. All my, all my older Jewish family moved there. <laughs> in the summer, it's more Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, off you go then. Tra-la-la. All right. Hi there, Misfits. Robert from Florida again. Hey, Robert. So I've finally paid off. This is my aunt's accent I'm choosing. Okay, no, that's <laughs> she fine. Lives, she lives in Florida. She sounds oh. lovely. Okay, auntie. Oh, your phone di- Your phone went to sleep. <laughs> so, I've, so I've finally paid off my first bike, the 2008 Shadow 750. Naturally, I'm thinking, let's get another. And now, and now that I've got a year and a couple thousand miles of riding experience, I feel like I can be responsible enough to get something shiny and new. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of buying an American brand, and I have zero interest in Harley as a brand identity. So that leads me to look at an Indian. I visited a dealer recently. I tried sitting on an FDR 1200, but I didn't much care for the position and height. So I think I'm going to stick with a cruiser for now. I gotta say, Scouts and Crimson, red slash cream, and willow green slash cream colors are just gorgeous. So I was wondering, what's you guys' opinion on the Scout, as both a bike to ride and as far as reliability and maintenance goes? Thanks again for all the advice on my shadow, safe riding, and fuck knock. Alright, and this is going to be a very, very quick answer. Robert, if you do not buy that Indian... I will never forgive you. <laughs> They're great. Indians, they great. Indians had an actually quite a choppy history. And when I say Indian, I mean the post-1999 Indian that were actually built not far from here in Gilroy. Yeah. Um, but the current Indians, they're back with Polaris money. They are great. They really are. I Every time I see a new Indian, particularly those scouts in the pastel colors, I am so tickled about how beautifully made they are. And I've ridden a couple of them, and they go like stink. They handle great. They're wonderful. I feel like Indian is one of the only companies about which I have yet to heard hear of, like, a known maintenance issue. Right. I don't hear a lot about a lot of them, to be fair, but... They don't, um, seem to have, they don't seem to have just, like, standard problems. But, yeah, no, buy your Indian. Love it. It's going to be great. That was easy. Anybody else? Well, you could th- you could also if you want stuck set on a, an American brand, you could also in Florida has good charging infrastructure. Look at a zero SRF. He didn't like the upright seating position. Oh, mm. okay then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody likes electric bikes, anyway. <laughs> and, and he doesn't like Harley. So get the twelve hundred. Yes. No. No. Was he going to recommend the live wire? I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, nobody wants to mess around with a bike powered by elastic trickery. Mm-hmm. We like, we like, <laughs> bing, bing, bing. We like gasoline stuff here. Um, so there it is. You have wasted, God Almighty, it's an, an hour, hour and, and a half. half. A longer show um, than we anticipated. And I really want to say a little thing for Nark, who's going to put this thing into editing. Mm-hmm. So before you actually get a hold of it and listen to it, Nock will have been slaving away <laughs> for at least 10 minutes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Deleting every time we yeah. tell him to fuck himself. Yes. <laughs> that makes those parts louder, actually. Yeah, exactly. And g- give it more. But, um, 
No, it's it it's been a great show. We I miss Liza terribly. I'm so looking forward to her coming back. And as promised, we will do um a very thorough review of the one show, which was absolutely fucking brilliant, wasn't it, Michael? But it was uh yeah, no, it was a great show. Uh definitely rivaled any any IMS that I've been to and I've been to several IMSs. Hmm. Um it was the size of an IMS without I mean, other than Indian, without any other real like factory support. So I think that that's something to be said for a show uh, that essentially, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of Indian's ball game. I'm not going to lie, uh, but but yeah, no, fantastic I mean, show, great representation of bikes. Yeah, I mean, they're just sponsorship, you know, but it's it's all kinds of bikes. Yeah, 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 no, but like, there's no, you know, there's no factory demo rides out front or anything like that. Yeah. So so, but I'm still a, an absolutely massive show geographically. The amount of space that it always. Oh, that it took over was phenomenal, and and they they I mean, the guys at the guys at CC uh, fucking killed it. Like yeah, they fucking it, killed it. It, it was, was great. great, and we'll do a really in depth review. Stand by for the review from the were were end party. The pictures have been coming in, and it looks like they were having a whale of a time. So that was great too. <laughs> so um, that's pretty much it. So uh, good night to everyone. Henry, Michael. Alexa, play Shake It Off by Taylor Swift for 10 hours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Emma, darling. Bagel. Sandy. Tony. Francia. Lisa. Francia, is it now? <laughs> Dennis. San Diego. Morgan. <laughs> Brandon. And Isaac. And we are out of here. Cool, cool. cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs>